This is the message for Connection Community Church for the week of January 10th, 2010. Tempted to compromise our principles. Many years ago, I think it was the summer of 1997, I was being tempted to compromise my principles in a really big way. The exact details of the temptation are not really important, as what's tempting to one person may not necessarily be tempting for another. Suffice it to say, I was a single parent at that time with two young children. My self-esteem was not the greatest. I became totally seduced by the lure of this one temptation. On some days, it was all I could do not to think about it. I was really caught in its grip. There was a constant tug of war going on inside me. And I even consulted a friend or two regarding my struggle, but did not get very good advice at the time. They were either giving in to similar temptations themselves, or they just enjoyed living their life vicariously through me. Well, one time, I had been struggling with this particular temptation for about three and a half weeks, and I couldn't take it anymore. I finally surrendered my self-will to the temptation. By that point, I was totally defenseless and powerless to fight it. And if you've been there before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The result was I got the temporary prize, the immediate gratification of the temptation. And at the same time, I had to pay the price, as all temptation comes with a price. The price for me that day was guilt, remorse, shame, embarrassment, and self-loathing. I did believe in God at the time, but I did not have a relationship with Jesus. The temptation was real. There was a part of me that on the one hand wanted to follow the ways of God, but on the other hand, the ways of the world, which I ultimately gave into. And deep down inside, I knew the difference between right and wrong, and ultimately, I knew that by giving in to this temptation, I was selling a piece of my soul. Well, my name is Lori Brown, and I am a sinner who's been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me now? Lord God, we just thank you so much for today. We thank you for this opportunity to come together and gather and worship and praise your holy name. Open our hearts and minds. Have us be ready to receive the word that you have for each one of us. And we pray that we are changed and transformed by it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus was tempted. At the beginning of Jesus' ministry, before he healed, preached, called one disciple, drove out demons, or performed a single miracle, Jesus was tempted to compromise his principles. He was tempted to take at what first look appears to be 
the easier, softer road. We read in Luke chapter 4, verses 5 through 7, that the devil led him up to a high place, and he showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you would worship me, it will all be yours. Wow. It must have been quite a sight. Can you imagine it in a moment of time? You're seeing all the kingdoms of the world. Today, that would include the U.S., Canada, Mexico, Australia, China, Europe, Japan, Iraq, Egypt, and Africa, just to name a few. Can you imagine being offered to have all the authority and splendor of the entire world? Maybe a few of us can. Now, this temptation must have been quite a temptation even for Jesus, the one who was sent into the world to save the world. Jesus, the one who is fully human and fully divine. Jesus, the one whose human side must have wrestled with this choice if even for a moment. If not, we would not have been told that this was a temptation. Remember that temptations tempt. It's not a true temptation if it does not tempt. So, for example, are there any ex-smokers in the room? A few of us? Okay. Well, if you're anything like me, you may still be tempted time to time to smoke again. And when the temptation comes, you better believe it's real. I quit over 12 years ago. And I was tempted just last month to smoke. I was experiencing some stress at the end of my school semester, and that mental craving came, and all I wanted to do was smoke. Now, for all the non-smokers in the room, smoking is probably not going to be a temptation for you. Chocolate cake might be, but smoking, no. So the temptations we're talking about today are those that tempt us to compromise our principles. These temptations, on the one hand, tempt us to live and act accordingly to the world's values and principles, and on the other hand, to live and act according to God's principles and values. The bottom line is choosing between the way of the world and the way of God. So Jesus was tempted to compromise his principles. He was tempted by the devil, the one who we are told in Scripture, who was leading the whole world astray, to worship him. And in return, he will be given all authority and splendor of the world. Could this have been an opportunity for Jesus to gain the authority and splendor of the world without having to go to the cross, without having to be crucified or dying. Was that the appeal? Was that the tempt? Was he tempted to take the shortcut 
where he would not have to suffer and die? Was he tempted to not go through the pain of the next three years to get the prize now? To have all the authority and splendor of the world? All temptations promise a prize. And it's the prize that we find so hard to resist. The prize is usually some form of immediate gratification that satisfies our fleshly desires for love, lust, power, riches, recognition, or control. The temptation makes the short-term gain appealing and glitzy. We get so focused on the prize of the temptation that we lose all sight of the cost. The cost is then minimized, downplayed, or even hidden. The cost was high that day when the devil tempted Jesus in the desert. The ultimate cost that was hanging in the balance was the salvation of the world, salvation for you and me. And Satan knew. He knew what was at stake, and if he could only get Jesus to compromise his principles one time, he would succeed in his ultimate mission. And that day, Jesus held in his hand the temptation of short-term worldly gain and splendor, And on the other hand, his love for God, his love for you and me. And Jesus responds to this temptation by quoting scripture. He says, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. God's word is so powerful. It's living and active. And we're told in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, that the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. The important point for us to remember is that we will be tempted to compromise our principles. If Jesus was tempted, you better believe we will be. You may have already experienced a time of temptation to compromise your principles. Maybe you're currently being tempted in an area right now in your life. It's no fun. The temptation to compromise our principles comes in various shapes and sizes. For instance, we may be tempted to compromise our integrity by lying or cheating. Maybe on a test at school, or maybe not by reporting all of our income on our taxes. We compromise our principles when we gossip about friends and coworkers. We compromise our health in various ways. We overeat, we drink too much, we smoke, we abuse drugs. We become sick, tired, and worn out from the excesses of life. The list goes on and on. We are surrounded by worldly temptations on a daily basis. We cannot even turn on the TV without being tempted by the lure of lust, material things, and the like. So last week, we discussed that Satan's motivation is purely to tempt us to sin 
And that Satan's goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. To steal our innocence, hope, character, and integrity. To kill our self-esteem, our motivation, our very life. To destroy those around us, our relationships, our marriages, and ultimately our very souls. When we give in to temptation, it is like we sell a piece of our soul to the devil. We step deeper into the darkness. Okay, so let's fast forward from my earlier story. It's now May of 2006. At this point in my life, I'm now married to a wonderful man. And I've had a relationship with Jesus now for a couple of years. At that time, I was in the process of surrendering to a call to ministry. And I had just been accepted to attend Palmer Theological Seminary, which I would begin in the fall. I went through what seemed to be a couple of tests, and I'll save the details of those for another day. But let's remember that tests are those things that are meant to sharpen and build our character. So in the midst of all that, that earlier temptation came back. It totally blindsided me It was like it came out of nowhere and was now, like, right in front of my face. The exact details and circumstances of the temptation were different, but the core, the root of the temptation was the same from those nine years earlier. It was just wrapped in a different package, but it was essentially the same type of temptation. It took hold in my mind, and it literally plagued me for about two and a half months. During that time, I really struggled. I was afraid to tell anyone. I was afraid that I would be judged, condemned, or misunderstood. And this actually made the temptation a whole lot worse, because now it was left alone in my little head, Right where all it could do was grow stronger by itself. I tried everything to make it go away. You know, things like positive thinking. Like, it'll go away soon. Wrong. Didn't go away. I also tried not to think about it. Have you ever tried intentionally not to think about something? It really doesn't work. For example, try right now not to think about a pink elephant. And out of all the temptations I could have had, this seemed like the worst possible one. This time, however, I was a different person. I had the power of the Holy Spirit living inside me. I was determined not to give in. The cost was very high. And I was not willing to pay the price this time. I was able to gain strength by quoting scripture. I lived 
on verses like 1 John 4.4. He who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. Let's say that one together. He who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. I also lived on Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I was able to set up boundaries and not to place myself in temptation's way. For example, I've heard my husband, who's a recovering alcoholic, say many times, if you don't want to get drunk, don't walk into the bar. I also took hope in James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I was given strength to resist, but it did not totally go away. Finally, I had to tell someone. I called a friend of mine who lived in Maryland, only one state away, and we met for coffee. I confessed everything to her. I did not leave out a single detail. I also scheduled an appointment with a counselor. I knew that I needed to get a better handle on this temptation. I knew I needed to understand why it had such a hold on me. I needed to find out what was underneath it. I knew that this was the beginning of my ministry journey, and I needed to get this worked out as best as I could now. I was clear that if I didn't, it would come back another day, another form. And I praise God... (laughs) I praise God that I did not give in to the temptation. I also praise God that today it's gone. Now, I learned a couple of really important things through this experience. The one is I have Holy Spirit power living in me, just like you do. And this Holy Spirit power helps us fight temptation, and that quoting scripture and hanging on to the power of God's word really helps strengthen and lessens temptation's grip. We are not meant to fight alone. For me, confessing to another human being was a critical part in the fight against temptation. I learned that my struggles were not unique. I was surprised to hear that my friend who I confessed to that day had also struggled with a similar temptation in her life. It was really relieving for me to hear that because I was like really beating myself up over the whole thing. And now I was no longer alone in my struggle. There was now strength in numbers, and I had someone who would pray for me and encourage me. You know, Jesus chose to share his personal story of how he was tested and tempted 
in the wilderness by the devil. He did not have to, but he chose to. He could have kept this experience all to himself, but did not. Jesus wanted us to know that temptation is part of our human condition. Jesus wanted us to know that the Holy Spirit and God's word are powerful weapons to defend against the temptations that we're faced with in this life. Jesus wanted to leave us hope. Hope that we too can walk through temptation's lure. Okay, so I just got done bearing my soul to you about one of my temptation experiences. And now it's time for you to do some work. We really encourage you this week to take an honest look at the temptations in your life and list out any areas of your life where there is a temptation to compromise your principles, to live contrary to God's word. It could be in your family, your marriage, your work, your relationships, your friendships, your health, your children. After you've identified the temptation, take a look at the cost. What is it? What's at stake? Remember, it can be well hidden, so take some time to think it through. And when you do this, notice that temptation's short-term gain is never worth the long-term pain. Let's say that together. Temptation's short-term gain is never worth the long-term pain. Let's say it one more time. Temptation's short-term gain is never worth the long-term pain. Ask yourself, what scripture can I hold on to to gain strength? One that will help me resist the temptation. And last but not least, find someone to share it with. Name at least one person that you can share the details with. Someone who will encourage you and pray for you. Remember, you're not unique in your struggle. We might not all have the same temptations, but I'm clear that you are not the only one on the planet that is being tempted in this or any particular way. Just imagine if we all take this on, the fight against temptation. Just imagine the difference that can be made, really. How much hurt, shame, bruised egos, damaged relationships, remorse can be avoided. Imagine the difference that can be made in our families, our workplaces, our communities. As we walk through temptation's grip without giving in. It will make a huge difference, and it will be felt beyond your family, our community, and these walls. Let's pray. Lord God, 
We thank you so much for who you are and that you have given us a model through Jesus to teach us how to walk through temptation's lure. And Lord God, we just we pray and we ask for forgiveness for all the times that we have given in to temptation. We also ask for strength through your Holy Spirit and power to resist temptation. Help us hold on to the long-term prize, the real prize that you desire for each and every one of us, which is eternal salvation with you. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking part in sharing the message for this week. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also reach our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.